I'm so glad we're doing a podcast tonight because I was so afraid of missing one. That's right, the fear of missing out FOMO on Dave Kinchin tonight. No, no, I don't want to talk about it. I know the Sixers. Oh, boy, that was just tough. We did a beautiful podcast here last night. Then we said, you know, we still have time. Let's get over to the TV. We, we said, let's go to the pub. We'll have a cold one. No big deal. And we'll watch the game, um, you know, because I was afraid of missing it. That's right. The fear of missing out. Absolutely. And so anyway, we go, you know, and, and the ball, like I see the last four minutes of the game and it's, it's a tight matchup. It's really tight. And so I said, okay, let's. Let's see, you know, the, okay, the, the ball goes up. It's bouncing on the rim. I look away. Everyone's celebrating. We're still in this thing. It's going to overtime, right? It's, we're, we're still alive. And then all of a sudden, people start freaking out. I said, what happened? I look, you know, split second later, turn back over to the monitor. The ball goes in. There was silence. I mean, not where I was. Everybody was upset. But um, even the, I mean, the announcers were silent. They're just, it was, you, you could hear a little bit of the crowd the stunned look on the, the faces of the players, the ball went in. It was over just like that. I, I, I was just, I mean, that was, oh, boy. You, anyway, um, hats off to the Sixers. Great season, really great season. I, I don't know. I'm in a little bit of a foul mood from that, but I'll be okay. Um, we're Philadelphians. We're tough. We make it. It's, it's what we do. <laughs> And especially on a rainy, dreary weekend, too. You know, you think we'd have something to celebrate. Nope. Well, we do. We have this podcast here. <laughs> anyway, um, and I wasn't even going to do one until I, I saw this story. And I said, you know, um, I, I got to talk about this. This is perfect. So, um, you know, we were talking about we're talking about the fear of missing out. Right. And um, FOMO uh, or FOMO, some kind of FOMO, FOMO. I've heard it mostly as FOMO. And um, it ties right into the show we did two shows ago. The social media disease is what I've called it, whatever, where, you know, we're just a little too much social media. Hmm. Not really sure if I want to focus on what other people are doing, if I feel like I'm missing out. And that's and this ties in the financial aspect to it right here, which basically says millennials are spending money they don't have and not saving for retirement all because there's this fear of missing out. You know, the fear. You know, so I look at all of this. You know, you look at Instagram and listen, let me just preface this by saying, do whatever it is you do. You know, as long as you're not breaking laws, as long as you're not doing anything unethical or immoral, not that I'm here to tell you otherwise, I mean, you know, to do what, you know, I'm not, I'm not the police of anything, but you get, you get my point. Okay. So I don't care where people travel to, if they've got the money, spend it. But apparently a lot of young people don't have the money. And you remember 10 years ago when you know, the Great Recession hit, people my age graduated from college and couldn't, could not find jobs. Or they found jobs paying far below what they were worth and what they should be making. And so maybe they, and, and you know, I knew people who came out of school with what, maybe $80,000 in debt, and this is all just undergrad. Now it's like, what, 140, 150,000 for some people? Depends on the tuition and depends on where you go, but you're, it's easily 110, 120 grand for a lot of people coming out of school and and they don't have the revenue um by the way we, tr- we turn the uh, air conditioning on the, this studio gets really hot so you, you may hear the air conditioning in the background but we just had to anyway um for some reason all the rain we've had you think that would have cooled everything down outside yes inside 
the studio, when we've got it, you know, when we're going hot, or maybe it's my hot air, <laughs> you know, uh, we got to, you know, we got to cool it down. So that's um, maybe what you, you know, we've got going in the background there. Um, but it's also a soothing, soothing sound next to my velvet voice, or not. Anyway, um, so five, six years ago, people graduating from school came out with even more debt, okay? And I, I would say, you know, I, you know people who, who are in their late 20s to early 30s, you know, millennials, uh, they're out there, you know, I see them, like, you know, people I know, uh, whatever, in London or in uh, Thailand or in, Austra you know, Australia, Aruba, wherever, you know. It seems like every two months, every two months or so, they're going on a, another trip, which is great. But I'm thinking... Well, these are the same, this is, you see this so often and so much, and, you know, you read about this stuff, travel, 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 that's all great, you know. Um, again, all those social media profiles, people say, I love to travel, I love to travel, I love to travel, and all these apps where you can make friends or whatever. And I think, well, where's the money coming from? And again, I'm not, I'm happy for people who are seeing the world, but this is also the same generation where you constantly read about, you know, um, the, what is, where are we right now with the, uh, the student loan debt? Way over, it's got to be, is it 1.5 trillion now? I remember when it hit a trillion, but it's, it's, it's skyrocketing up. And you think, well, something doesn't really give here. Something really doesn't make sense because where, you know, like, Where's all the money coming from for travel, travel, travel? Well, now we, and, and I just sort of sensed something was up. And again, it's just, it's a social thing that I, you know, I, I watch, what I do is I like to watch society and see how things tick, see how things work. And so that's the, the frame of reference here is just paying attention to people. It's what I do for a living as a journalist and as, a, as somebody who's focused on, um, you know, so you know, political matters, social matters, how, how you know, the, the, the stories of our time. You know, in telling those stories, you have to pay attention to people and you have to be receptive to human behavior. Uh, and I'm just a nerd like that, too. So that's where all this kind of comes from, from that perspective. So this article, USA Today, really, or this, this report really kind of brings it all in. Uh, young people scrolling their friends' Instagram feeds feel pressure to overspend. Uh, USA Today, uh, this is, uh, Paul Davidson writes this, there are plenty of reasons millennials and Gen Zers aren't saving for retirement in large numbers. They want to enjoy life while they're young. They want their golden years as unimaginable. They want they view their golden years as unimaginably far away, and they're burdened by student debt. Again, we were just talking about all of this. Um, here's another. They see social media posts of their friends enjoying extravagant cars, dinners, and vacations, and they want in on it. Keep. Call it keeping up with Instagram, or really Facebook too, or anything. Now, 35% uh, of Americans admit they feel pressure to spend more than they can afford after seeing images of their friends' lives on sites like Facebook and Instagram, according to Schwab's 2019 Modern Wealth Survey. The FOMO effect, fear of missing out, of course, uh, is most dramatic for young adults. About half of millennials and 44% of Gen Z, those now Gen Z. You know, if you've wondered what this is, it's uh, people who are born approximately between 1995 and 2015. Oh, boy. I was, I was listening to REM in 1995. I mean, I was a kid. I, I, the Rolling St I mean, the Rolling Stones had a really great album back then. I was listening to, oh, boy. And anyway, 
That doesn't feel like that long ago. But okay, fine. I get it. Uh, so, okay, those born approximately between 1995 and 2015 acknowledge their spinning habits are at least partially shaped by social media. Uh, so, turn the... Uh, so, it, it continues... Um, that's clearly having an influence on one of the most important issues, which is balancing between spinning today and accumulating wealth for later, says Rob Williams, vice president of financial planning for the Schwab Center for Financial Research. The urge to, quote, keep up with the Joneses is not new, Williams says. Of course, we know that. And 35 percent of Americans also concede to spinning too much, not out of envy, envy but to take part in experiences with friends, the survey shows. Um, but social media and the fear of missing out have, attract, have ratcheted up the pressure to splurge, says Terry um, Calston. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce the name, uh, executive vice president of Schwab Interior Investor uh, Services. And they continue, um, yet the images, videos, and descriptions posted on social media sites don't necessarily reflect reality. Again, a whole show that we... See, again, this is... It's all... We were way ahead of this. Not that it's any surprise. Well, okay. Let me, let me rephrase that. We were way ahead of this. Not that the material is so... Not that we were breaking any news on two shows ago. But it all, it just, when you see something all come together, it's amazing, you know. Um, okay, yet the images, videos, and descriptions posted on social media sites don't necessarily reflect reality. We see the public face of our friends, Williams says. We don't have a full picture of their financial life. 60% of those surveyed, including 72% of millennials and 74% of uh, Gen Zers, wonder how their friends can afford the expensive escapades they depict online. By the way, I'm reading this for, I mean, I, I kind of read the headline and, and sense where the summary. So some of this I'm reading for the first time and I'm like, whoa, okay. So it's, you know, it's even more interesting to me because um, we <laughs> just the pieces are all coming together. On average, the Americans polled spend nearly 500 a month on non-essential items. The survey, the online survey of 1,000 people aged 21 to 75 was conducted by uh, Logica Research in February. Uh, Williams says there's nothing inherently wrong with splurging. Of course not, whatever the reason, but it should be offset by saving and investment, investing for retirement. Yet 59% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 44% typically carry a credit card and only 38% have an emergency fund. Now, a lot of financial analysts and planners will say you should have an emergency fund of what, $1,000, I think is the figure you hear. So let's you know look at that again. 59% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 44% typically carry a credit card and only 38% have an emergency fund. The survey shows um, a a uh, Navient survey last year found that just 3 in 10 adults aged 22 to 35 have retirement savings. Um, asked what they would do with a $1 million windfall, 51% of Schwab survey respondents said they would spend it largely on a house, cars, and travel. 28% uh, said they would pay down debt, while just 21% said they would save it and 23% would invest it. 
at the same time. 59% of Americans consider themselves savers, and 65% say they're willing to sacrifice spending on experiences now to save money for later in life, according to the Schwab survey. Uh, here's a quote here. Uh, there's the aspiration, uh, but when life gets in the way, it's very difficult, Williams says of the uh, disparity between Americans' self-image and reality. Adults who draw up financial plans are in better shape. Just 28% of Americans have such a written roadmap. Just 28% of Americans have a financial plan in place. But 60% of those who do feel financially stable compared, um, uh, compared to just a third of those with no plan, the survey shows. Americans on average believe it takes $2.3 million in net worth to be considered wealthy, more than 20 times the actual median net worth of U.S. households, according to the survey. Uh, so, wow. Um, so, it's, it's all right there. And, again, this was, in a way, kind of a cold read. So, you know, I mean, again, we saw the summary of it, just printed this out and had to say, all right, we got to, you know, let's get into this. But... Um, that says it all. And so, you know, what does it all mean? Well, at some point, uh, the chickens come home to roost. You know, at some point, uh, well, the bill becomes due. So, uh, you know, and by the way, I, somebody even said there's like Instagram packages out there. So you can spend money on a whole Instagram package designed to give you all these exotic photography shots and all that stuff. I don't know how true that is. That's just something that somebody told me. So it's wild stuff. So I don't know where you are in your shape and financially and what you're doing and if you're, you know, and how FOMO hits you. But uh, again, we just had to come in. This was literally something I saw and I said, we got to do a podcast on this after I got over my Sixers loss. We had to, we just had to do a podcast on that. I mean, this is, uh, it's pretty telling. Uh, there's also talk about forgiving student loan debt. That's a policy item that uh, some candidates for president are talking about. Uh, how you do it, you know, it's it's going to be uh, the devil's ultimately in the details. Is it feasible to even do something like that? What does it say about responsibility? What does it say about the legal promissory notes that were signed to pay off all this debt? What does it say about all of that? Well, I don't know, but you saw those stats and those figures right there, uh, you know. And by the way, you know, to me, there's, you know, I mean, there's always more travel I want to do. I've traveled, but there's always more that I'd like to do. And I'm thinking, well, you know, Rome's going to be there, you know. Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa hasn't fallen over yet, you know. Um, the Parthenon, right, is it still standing, right? Um You've got, uh, you know, the, the wonders of the world still keep people wondering, you know. So, you know, all these other countries around the, the, the and by the way, there's 35 countries that you know, where our Rock of Nations with Dave Kitchen show is playing in. So that's pretty cool. But uh, all these countries aren't going anywhere. You know, Buckingham Palace isn't going anywhere. So I don't know. You know, the, the fresh waters uh, around Aruba, uh, or at least the, the one, uh, you know, maybe not fresh, but the wonderful waters uh, and, and, aqu and aquatic life, you know, that's not going anywhere, I don't think. Um, so what are we missing out on, you know? What are we afraid of? In fact, 
I don't, I mean, wouldn't it, 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 you know, and again, people can do whatever they want. I'm just, for me, I'm kind of talking through this thinking, I don't know, it just, you know, maybe, maybe it does make sense to save, you know, save a little bit more and, and not worry about all that stuff for a while, you know? Besides, would you really want to go to every place in the world you can visit all the major sites by 35 or 40? Where, where are you going to go when you actually have time to retire and you have money to retire? Well, you won't have money if you keep travel, 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 according to, you know, the research here and depending on your situation, of course, not everybody. And this is, you know, the, the, everybody's different. Everybody's totally different, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think people, you know, as always do what works for you and, you know, one article can't paint the whole picture, but it certainly paints a good picture and gives you a synopsis. Uh, but we're in trouble. We're in trouble with student loan debt where it is right now. We are in trouble with a lot of millennials not saving money, you know, and we've seen, you know, especially during the Great Recession, older folks, baby boomers who would have or folks who are really at the retirement age who could not retire or people who lost jobs during the recession and found jobs that underpaid, you know, you know, God forbid we get into a situation like that again, where the millennials and the Gen Zers, once they're older, they didn't save all that money because they were doing this dinners, travel, cars, whatever. And then, you know, they find that they're squeezed economically and they're not so golden years. It's a terrible thing to think about. It really is. And then you wonder what the next generation would be doing with their money or lack thereof at that time. So I don't know. It, it just seems like this is a time to get things right so that uh, certainly so the next generation doesn't get screwed over. Um, but this generation, I don't know, from these stats, doesn't look good. It does not look good. Uh, and uh, hopefully next time we have this conversation, the numbers are a little bit better. Did someone build an app to deal with FOMO? I don't know how that would work, but do you think there's a FOMO app out there? Maybe there's an app that automatically disengages your social media, you think? You know, like, sort of like TweetDeck where you could send a tweet out on all platforms or, you know, right, or put something out on all. You know, is I wonder if there's something like that, like a, a FOMO app that, that, you know, shuts things down after a while or... You can type in the things you don't want to see and it won't show that. It'll look for buzzwords, maybe. Am I inventing something right now? <laughs> if so, then I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm claiming that right now. No, I'm sure there's something out there. I don't know. Um, well, that's your ticket out of, out of any kind of financial uncertainty. You, you know, design an app. Move to, what is it, Austin or Palo Alto and design an app. And, and you know, uh, then, then you'd be good. Or... You know, I mean, or or what's the other thing? Is Bitcoin a thing anymore? Are people still investing investing in that Bitcoin? You know, the cryptocurrencies. You don't hear much about that anymore. At least I haven't heard much about it anymore. I've done a few stories on that um, in the last couple of years, but so I mean, so so can you imagine? I mean, you know, people aren't saving enough Bitcoin. You know, imagine like, I mean, fear. <laughs> Fear of missing out is not just the bank account, it's the Bitcoin. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, 
I don't know, like I said, for me, there's always the fear of missing a concert or something like that, because there's either nobody coming to town or everybody coming, you know? There's either no, you don't have a good movie out or there's a great movie out, you know? I, you know, there's there's um, there's too much, there's information overload. Um, so, you know, I mean, what does it all mean? You know, we try to answer the question, what does it all mean? I think ultimately it just means, you know, everybody has to do something that works for them but maybe if there's enough people, and again, I'm, you know, I, I'm just looking at these numbers saying these are alarming numbers. Uh, you know, again, let me just get to the, the one. What was the one that I saw? I'll go back to it. Uh, 35% of Americans admit they feel pressured to spend more than they can afford after seeing images of their friends' lives on sites like Facebook and Instagram, um, FOMO effect, okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, these are, these are crazy numbers, and I think um, perhaps if there is a remedy for that, and I'm not saying that I have the answer for that, but maybe once we saw more people saving and once, like, once that became cool, you know, maybe people would, would uh, kind of, you know, there wouldn't be so much of a fear of missing out, or the fear of missing out would be the fear of missing out on saving, you know, and and that would um, balance things out a little bit. I, you know, I, I I don't know. I just worry for the next generation. I worry I worry for this generation, let alone the next generation, because some of these people have kids. You know, some of these people who are, you know, millennials or Gen, uh, maybe not Gen Zers, but then again, maybe, but, you know, some, some of these millennials have kids, uh, and, you know, they're, they're, are they thinking about saving? Are they handling things the right, you know, the, the, the way that's in the best interest of family preservation and, and, and growth down the road? You know, I don't know. Um, but it's scary stuff, and, you know, you can only hope for the best, but that's why we talk about it here, to at least get the conversation going and uh, see what happens there. It's Dave Kinchin tonight. Thanks so much for being with us on this uh, uh, unexpected podcast. But again, when something's hot off the presses like that, it's like uh, we got to get to the microphone and get to the studio and, and we got to talk about it. It's what we do. It is Dave Kinchin. We will be back with Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin Tuesday night. Um, what are we talking about on the Rock and Roll Show? Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll find an album to review. I've got all kinds of ideas, and then sometimes I say, let me do those ideas later. Let's talk about a great album. We talked about Come Taste the Band by Deep Purple, a wonderfully underrated, I mean, a wonderful album that's horribly underrated. Um, so uh, give that podcast a try, and uh, much more. We've got 35 shows now on that podcast, and we're, th oh, 35 shows in and we are live and we've got active listenership in 35 countries that's really cool anyway it's dave kinchin we will talk with you very very soon